Dave, what's going on with Alexa? Sorry, thing. Thing. <laughs> Can't say the word. <laughs> you're, you're, you're one. You're one. I, I like the way you're just starting us off like we've never left off recording for about two months. <laughs> yeah, uh, life life gets in the way. It does life, indeed. Yeah. A lot, lot going on. None of it particularly interesting. Um, and we're just getting old and tired, really. Um, yeah. It's about... <laughs> Old and tired. <laughs> That's about it, really. Um, myself, I've been like very injured and on crutches and everything. And the last thing that I want to do in any way is actually like go up the stairs to record a podcast. So um, that has been that has been a contributing factor to uh, to several things. But no more crutches, yay! But just awesome. just 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 constant pain. It's fine, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, um, the story with uh, the Amazon Echo, to avoid, um, is now, first of all, it's officially available in Ireland, oh my god. So, if you want to buy it, you can now actually buy it without having to do the Parcel Motel Tango. Oh, great. So, I can change my address on it to be where yeah, we live. so, it officially, yeah, we can actually get the weather now, because, like, mine still gives me the weather for 10 Downing Street, which is the only address I knew off by heart in England, um, or the, the address of the... the the DJ Cat Show from the the early 90s, which I had memorized as a child. Um, so other than that, um, it accepted both those addresses and that was it. I couldn't I couldn't get it to, to accept any others, but they've updated it and it officially kind of acknowledges that you're in Ireland and the Alexa app launched in Ireland as well. So you can actually, and a load of other countries. So it's been really US, UK, Germany until now and basically basically now you can download the app and you have it fully as if it as if it was uh as if you were living in the UK or or America and the new Alexa app got a full update for the release here i'm sure they've had it in other places for a while but it was just the web app wrapped before mm-hmm. so now you set it up and you can use yet another instant messaging service and voice calling service through um through the app and through the Echo hardware as well. So scans my address book for people that have Echoes and adds them. And then I can just say, uh, call whoever, and their Alexa starts ringing. And have you done that? Yeah, I have, because I've um, my parents have one, my aunt has one. And uh, yeah, just for the laugh. And you can leave voice messages as well. So if you don't want to ring someone, you can just say, hey, leave a message for whatever, and off you go. Oh, and how do you know you have a message? It the ring glows. Oh, so it it glows green for the call, and then I think it grow, glows yellow for the message. And you just say, "Hey, read my messages." And now you can have multiple family members on an Alexa, so you can leave them for other people. So it'll say, "This is a message for David," specifically, instead of, uh, you know, someone else. You can add them to the to the family in the Amazon settings. Nothing specific to, to Echo. Um, the same thing that lets you share your Prime membership. So, are your messages private to you? No. Oh, okay. Not yet, anyway. Um, right. It's just, it's literally an answering machine, like, you know, so it's, think of it as having the same privacy as uh, your home phone. Does it know who you are from your voice? I think they're working on it, but I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't uh, get something like that to work. I think the the Google one has 
that a bit better all right yeah yeah dave will you leave me a message sometime if you can for the laugh i don't know how you do it did you set up your did you set up the thing <laughs> you have to download the app and just register your your phone number and stuff and then I'll, you'll show up in the app and i will leave you a message excellent okay that's what i'll do so you, you go podcast. do that and uh then we can we can do it we'll see then if, if it does multi-calling and we can just uh we can just use alexa instead the audio <laughs> quality is really good um like sitting across the living room just talking to someone as if they're in the same room Very yeah handy. cool number of private conversations and also, so. no but um you do have to uh you seem a bit disappointed baz you can still <laughs> use your like normal phone <laughs> no just, that's what i mean like yeah. <laughs> And there's the the Echo Connect as well, which is, I think it's out in America, but it's due out here 2018, and it'll connect your home phone line to the Echo. Um, so you can answer it through the, the Echo when it rings. Pretty badass. It is, because like I have a physical phone line because I need one for the internet, and they won't let me not pay for one, um, So which I think everyone in the country is like that. So if you have the internet... Uh, true fixed line you have you have a phone number regardless and like it's only ever useful for deliveries or something do you know where you want them to ring the actual house as opposed to uh the mobile number so it'd be handy to have alexa ring and it's also an intercom now so right now i can project my voice into the kitchen downstairs and listen to what's going on now it does announce it so it's not oh. secret but it'll go like ding, 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 and then I can be like, "Well, whatever," you know, and chat away. So, I just set up my phone number, and it has uh, a drop-in thing. So, it says, uh, "Oh, it can use the Echo Show's motion sensor to let household members know whether you're recently active." Yeah, it's very creepy. That's kind of <laughs> creepy. Uh, later, yeah. <laughs> but again, like the drop-in thing is only. Do you know, I think it's it's really cool for like maybe elderly relatives or something like that, mm-hmm. um, where you can just literally you can literally just show up in their house and be like, "Hey, yeah." <laughs> so yeah, big changes. Like it's a device that I bought a year ago, unofficially, um, and didn't expect any further updates, and now it's gained at least like a hundredfold or a hundred percent more functionality. Dell doesn't have Sonos. You know, every week Still. I wait for that email to come in every week of what's new, and it's no, keep teasing me. Um, and Dave, any sort of proposed additions to your sort of home automation setup with well, your lights anyway? Uh, are you gonna add any more stuff? Um, I don't know. I bought some of the the newer LifeX bulbs, the 800s, um, the replacement for the 800s. So I just think they're the LifeX Mini Dawn to Dusk or something like that. And I'm probably going to give them away as presents because I think I've every light in the house automated that I want. Like, I'm not going to put them in bathrooms because you just want to flick a switch and have it come on. Not going to put them in hallways or landings or anything like that. I don't think there's a bit too much of a delay if you're sleepy, if you're, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, what the hell? Why isn't this doing what it should be doing? But, you know, if you're in a room that you can comfortably use um, the app or something like that, that's basically the kitchen living areas bedroom for the lamp for the automation on the the sunrise and stuff you know so yeah cool i think uh some of the newer alexa 
owners in the family will get some light bulbs for Christmas. Sweet. And was there any Christmas deal at all this year? Uh, there was a Black Friday one, so I got a few. Um, uh, okay. It's weird. They have an, a just dimmable white one that doesn't change color now, but like it's nearly the same price as the one that does change color. It's almost like it's there to dissuade you from buying it and to go for the next one up. Do you know, there's right, only like yeah. a dollar or two in the difference, and there's no, there's literally no point in buying it mm-hmm. at all. And even if you buy four of them, there's no discount. So if you buy four the day and the dawn to dusk ones or whatever, um, you get them for the same price as the four non-dimble ones in the sale anyway. So it's just weird. <laughs> Speaking of um, Am- uh, things that Amazon makes, I think we are about to drop some money in this house on two new uh, ebook readers. Nice. So I've been going through the Kindle range... Um, I think we might get Sheeta either the base model or the Paperwhite, or maybe the Voyage. But so basically, we might get a Kindle out of the many that Amazon sells. Um, but I think I am not going to go for a Kindle because I'm awkward. So my big thing with ebook readers is I really, really, really don't want a touch screen. I want physical page buttons um and they're gone now from almost all the kindles the i think the kindle voyage has kind of fake buttons that you can squeeze um and i think the high-end one does have buttons but it's insanely um and the same with the other kind of popular ones like the kobo or the um, nook mm-hmm um, so I look in, there's a manufacturer called Inkbook. They're based in Europe somewhere. Uh, I think, uh, 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 Poland they're based. Um, and they produce a, um, ebook readers that are Android based, but have physical page buttons and they're not that expensive. So I'm thinking of maybe in the new year buying one. I still... I, I'm very into the Amazon ecosystem for for ebooks. What is where do you buy them? Like this, like what? I, I I'm completely ignorant to per, if you said purchase an ebook, um, that worked on an e-reader, and it wasn't a Kindle. I'd be like, uh. I know there's the Kobo and whatever that have their branded ones, but this doesn't look like they provide you with a store. It's kind of, it's not locked to only one t- retail. It lets you install third-party applications and you can access as many bookstores as you like. So what's the... Yeah, so you can install the Kindle app. Um, but I suppose without going... I, I, I also wanted one that I have quite a lot of EPUB books and Amazon doesn't support um, that. So I guess in terms of my... Um, my ebook collection. I sort of had the maturity of a teenage boy. Um, so, yes, sort of dedicated to things falling off trucks. <laughs> um, so, that's the other reason why I wanted an open thing. And if I have ePubs, then I can have them in iBooks as well if I want to read on the phone. Or I'm not sure. Maybe this is all a stupid idea. Maybe this horrible Android thing will be terrible. That should have been your first, the first thing that you should have, like, kind of shuddered and went, ugh. You know? Well, it is also a legitimate reason to 
own an Android device, and it might not be that bad. Yeah, I mean, like technically, I I don't think the I don't think the e ink Kindles are Android yet. Anyway, I know my one isn't. I don't know where the the big ones. Um, what about uh, getting one of the older? Kindles off eBay or something. I thought about that, but apparently there's a problem. They get locked to Amazon accounts. Oh, if they're not, if they're not, un, if they're not uh, taken off, is it? Yeah, basically. Same as yeah. if you buy an iPhone with the yeah, with the um, find my iPhone still. On you it. could still have my one. I know it's not backlit, but I oh, see. I don't want to backlit either. I actually, I actually don't know why you don't take my one. Then <laughs> it was literally in a drawer for four years until you took it on holidays. Should. You should. You should give. It's nice. Buy me a pint. Is that the one with the two buttons down the side? <laughs> two buttons, both sides. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the one I have as well. Um, yeah. but and I, yours has a a kind of a four way pad at the bottom as well. It does. Yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah. just just buy me a pint and you can have it. It's in perfect condition. I read about five books and it had said, let's see. <laughs> you know what? I might do that. Because like, this is it for me, ebook, e-reader technology sort of was at, at its peak. Would you say your model of as is four years? Oh, I'd say more than that. I'd say... Oh, that's way older. I'd say five or six. I think that's the Kindle 4, is it? Yeah, I was living in the first apartment in the apartment complex at the time. And now I'm in a third one. And I've been here four years almost. So... Yeah, I'd say it's at least five and a half years old. <laughs> and you have the same one, Dave? I do, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they kind of messed with it so much. Because for me, like, I stare I, I stare at a backlit screen all day. I don't want to do it at home. And, like, give me a lamp and I'll shine it. I think it's for, like, outdoor usage. It's a lot better. But I don't know. Yeah, it's just, you know, there is probably less reflection on it or easier to read. And, like... But how often are you reading outdoors? That was 2011 that was released. Wow. So six years ago. Um, And why they added touch to them, I have no idea. Um, I used one of the earlier Kindle Touches and it was horrible. Like, it was just awful. Mm -hmm. They do get kind of dirty on the screens then as well. Probably the the standard Apple thing where it's just less less parts to break or easier to manufacture. Yeah, yeah. just interesting because like clearly kindles are doing very well they're dominating the market um and the hardware seems like the latest hardware seems quite impressive anyway well thanks for the offer baz mm-hmm. i can see it right here and it's been there since you gave it back to me sweet <laughs> I, I think you should go for that like i i highly recommend the kindle 4 um yeah everyone i know seems to have a kindle 4 with no intention of upgrading that's interesting it's like the iPad 2 of Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do to your iPad 2, Dave, actually? Uh, still there. I'm going to repurpose it for some baby things. Right, right yeah. Ooh. Uh, Babysitter. Uh, Mind the kids. Uh, I'll be back it. at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Please, go back to sleep. Hush now, baby. You know. That's it. I'll see if the the Siri API will work on uh, whatever version of iOS it has. <laughs> yeah, lads, it's mad. Is like just the amount of kids' games and how you can already see the things like loot boxes and kids' games already. Like oh. it's it's amazing how you can't you know just the amount of diligence and stuff that you have to to do even if they're built in or whatever it's still there's still the like the dopamine hit and the more more you mm-hmm. know even for the the 10 minutes in the spelling game or something like that you know god Did you hear about all that controversy in um 
Star Wars Battlefront 2 that came out recently. Yeah. With loot boxes um, and stuff like that. That that it, I think the most amazing thing about that is that the amount of legislation that it is potentially going to spawn. So yeah. um, can you explain what the what the concept was with the loot boxes? So loot boxes, I guess, in a way are... So you can play a game normally and say you have a character who's level one. You can progress them further and quicker if you purchase loot boxes. The thing about loot boxes is they're random in the contents that are in them. So um, basically unlockables in this game you'd have to play somewhere in the region of a few hundred different hours to unlock everything. But it's quicker, you know, if you spend the money. But you never know what you're paying. So people don't mind paying for stuff in video games, I think, a lot. Um, aesthetic stuff like skins, like different colours, your guns or whatever and like that. But the random nature is kind of a bit of a... It kind of falls under gambling, I guess. And basically people are outraged at how much they would have to spend in the Star Wars Battlefront 2 game. Um, to unlock everything and then also the thing was people who are spending money in the game are going to be better than me in the game which is again a sucky thing so going back to unlocking skins that's fine you don't have an advantage in the game but when you're spending money unless you're playing constantly you can't keep up with people who are spending money so i think the amount of time it would take to unlock all of that as well was in the order magnitude of like thousands of hours oh thousands okay yeah i didn't want to go too high i was going to say 600 but yeah it's probably yeah a lot more so people obviously went mental and um ea the publishers of this um have had to backtrack on it and reduce the amount of time you have to spend to unlock stuff and i think even removed paid content in the game Um, suspended suspended yeah yeah um so that was interesting sales of the game have done very very badly because of it um and because of this, as you said, like there are politicians in Belgium and in Canada who are saying, okay, this kind of system in games, which is in tons of iOS games, is gambling. And the same in uh, the UK as well. So there could be legislation that anyone, maybe I guess under a certain age, probably 17, won't be able, you can't sell a game to them. Which, I mean, won't really make a difference because parents just buy like 18 games for their kids and stuff like that. But I guess it needs yeah. to be a bit more controlled um, because I don't know if you, you read that story recently about oh, there is a kid who played FIFA and he spent all of his mother's Christmas money and bonus on buying like cards within the game, um, which he obviously knew what he was doing, but it was very easy for him to do it. And yeah, it's kind of, it's got to suck being a non-techie parent when your kids can just easily download all this content and spend all your money and what's it really for virtual goods yeah yeah i I think it's getting to the stage where i don't know parents are going to have to be nearly forcibly educated in this stuff Mm -hmm. like there's there's nearly going to have to be like i don't want to say like a computer driving license because we've had that already um and that was that was a waste of time but do you know that's just like this is the playstation network if you give it your credit card it can charge you things yeah who knew you know, the story's a bit fishy, like, and I mean, someone said, oh, like, it spent her entire month's wages and bonus, and she still doesn't know what do you use the money for in the game. Yeah. Do you know, so uh, so it's it's interesting, but it obviously can happen, but... Uh, I, th- I think what a good idea would be with the iPhone ten is, I know there's no API usage for this at the moment, but if you had um, unlocked content in the game... 
you have to show like your parents face or something so you yeah. have to and while they're not sleeping obviously but if it that's a thing like if not just grabbing their fingerprint that a parent has to physically use their id of their face to unlock it and stuff like that which yeah yeah i think that's built into the to the iphone 10 any place that would use the, the touch id or again for the app purchases it's true actually yeah so, you know, so here's hoping that will uh, that could curb some, some of that yeah sleeping, definitely uh, <laughs> sleeping theft yeah but yeah, it, it kind of comes up every year and it comes up again. Like I, I saw all the, the pictures of Black Friday with just the shelves still full of uh, oh, Star Wars. Star Wars game, um, yeah. Every other game was so loud except for so Star Wars. Yeah. And and again, nearly every Christmas or there seems to be some story of some kid wiping out a parent's bank account. So, yeah. yeah. Did you guys see Star Wars, by the way? Any interest? I'll go see it, but... Okay. Uh, just It was on in the baby cinema today, but... Yeah, so I was I was tempted, but like three hours with a baby is a bit bit too long. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Any you thoughts? I didn't. Um, I seen it. Obviously, I don't want to say anything if anyone hasn't seen it. Um, did you like it? Um, that's a no. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of funny. The internet at the moment is very funny on it because it's, it's people who absolutely hate it. Uh, people are defending it, and then. You see people, even people I follow on Twitter that are locals where we live, were giving out that people were like, oh, they're annoyed that their theories weren't didn't come true and whatever happened. It's like, not really. It's not what I'm annoyed about. It's I'm annoyed at like, that the film didn't go anywhere or it didn't explain questions I had. Not that I'm like, because I didn't have any theories. I don't sit around thinking about, oh, this and this and this. I would just like, you know, some bits of plot and questions that were raised in The, the Force Awakens. Who's this person? You know, they've raised questions and it's like none of them were answered. And even just the opening shot just kind of it sets the tone for the movie. And it's it's gone very funny now. Kind of a lot of people are comparing it to the Avengers movies, which is maybe the Disney influence there. But it's a lot of jokes that fall flat. That right. You know, Star Wars yeah. was a bit serious. I mean, Star Wars was a bit hammy and stuff like that before, but um, it didn't really work for me. There's some really good scenes in it, though. Um, but there's about three good scenes in it. <laughs> oh, a damning indictment. It's just full of plot holes. It's just, ah, why would you do any of this stuff? It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Sorry, that's my opinion. I hope I haven't ruined a few. Definitely don't go watch it. It's a fun two and a half hours. I didn't feel like it was two and a half hours. Um, but I wouldn't go see it again kind of thing. So my expectations, I guess, are a bit are lowering each time now. <laughs> I was going to ask, so does this mean you will be proportionately less excited when the next one comes out? Yeah, and I mean... Well, this one might answer the questions. Yeah, that's true. Like, for The Force Awakens now, I was extremely nerdy excited. Um, for this one, I had no expectations going in. I wasn't... Like, the first time, you know, the last one I went to see straight away, as soon as I could. This one, I kind of waited a few days, and... It didn't bother me, and my expectations weren't high going in. I wasn't super excited. Once the music starts and everything, you know, you, you kind of get the goosebumps because it's Star Wars and stuff. Because I'd be big enough into it, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what this, I, I saw a review today on Let, Red Letter Media, and uh, it was about fans of the movie. And one guy turned around and goes, "Yeah, I'm really sorry, but you've there's nothing in this universe. This universe can't really go anywhere because it's a very limited set of things I can do. And he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you guys have just wasted your fandom on this movie <laughs> or this franchise. 
which was like, ouch. oh, yeah, that was very ouch. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I'm not hardcore into anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Don't have time uh, for it. Gets, yeah, it gets, I don't know, definitely seems to fall off with age, though, as well. Yeah, big time. There's very little I'd be into like that than I was in my younger years, you know? Yeah. Maybe drinking. And even now it's like, oh, wow, a new album is out. I'll just open my phone and listen to it. Like, it's not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, like, oh, I have to go into town. Exactly. Because I have no. some great stories about waiting in town for, like, H&V to open and stuff like that to get an album. Yeah, or the midnight openings for games and mm-hmm. movies and stuff. That doesn't... Yeah. I, I suppose it just still kind of happens, but... Yeah. Not really. <laughs> we don't have HMV anymore, anyway. Nope. Anyway, I took it off on a tangent there. <laughs> so, um, I suppose just talking to movies, um, if you want to not watch movies, Amazon Prime launched for uh, the Apple TV. And as far as I know, it launched. It even launched on the previous generations. Oh. So the old Apple TV 2 and 3, the 3 anyway, uh, got it. And then the 4 and the 4K. Did you it. get it onto your Apple TV? I did. Does I it did. feel like a web view? No, because the Apple TV does not have web views. Haha. Ooh. Um, in an effort to dis- to do exa- stop people doing exactly what you're talking about. Did you think? Did it make you think, though, that Amazon had got a special exemption? I, I guess I've been reading people online complaining about the uh, interface and saying. It feels almost like it. They got an exemption to include a web view because it's so not. It doesn't uh, feel native. Those people just haven't used enough Apple TV apps. It's a pretty good Apple TV app. Is and it? If you think if you think it isn't, I got a list of them for you to try. Um, <laughs> like any of the other streaming services, Netflix is the king. It's perfect. It's native. They do a few annoying things, um, but it works. It's fast. It has the the shimmer, you know. If you if you just move your finger around the controller, you get the kind of the the the, the tilt on the axis for what you're looking at. Um, that's missing in it, so it does feel like it was put together with a non-native toolkit. But I don't think it was a web view. And then, because obviously they would have had to do it natively on the old one. There was no web view on the old one either, the Apple TV three. So, mm. and that was just XML. So it makes sense to me that they would easily just have used XML and the native uh, the native stuff, but they didn't for some reason. Um, it's not bad. It is definitely not native. Um, there is some toolkit or something that they're using to, to make it uh, cross-platform or to make it something, but it's grand, you know. Um, once the movie's playing, it's fine. Finding stuff is awful, but that's nothing to do with it. It's... it's uh, the makeup of it, you know, um, that's just bad design. Um, so are you going to keep on your prime subscription? I'll see because they gave it to me for two ninety nine a month for the whole year, which is the only reason I still have it. Um, so I'm going to see what happens in the new year. It's definitely not worth six ninety nine or seven quid or whatever. Um, but they, it looks like they've actually started adding stuff to it, so I'll I'll keep it keep an eye on it. Cool. Took them long enough. That was announced at WWDC, I think. Yeah. Um. So speaking of missed deadlines, um. So Amazon, I think, promised the Apple TV app before the end of the year, so they just about got there. Uh, Apple didn't get there with their HomePod. No. Yeah. Pushback. 
And nobody seemed to care that much. No, they all just bought an Alexa. Yeah. Especially with the... Again, now, there there is the multi-room thing with, with it now. Um, it, not, it says coming soon for Spotify, so that will be interesting to see if it does actually come soon. Hmm. Um, but Apple did get their iMac Pro out. They did indeed. It's a beast. It's a yeah. beast of a yoke. Very nice. Non-upgradable beast of a yoke. You can upgrade the RAM yourself, but you fucked the warranty. You yeah, you have to take you have to do the suction cups and the screen and pull it off. Yeah, um, series it's specs nice. on it though. Yeah, not, it's not for us at all. I know. <laughs> I'm still uh, MacBook Air. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. I'm still using my MacBook and, Air tonight. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, like if I'd if I'd ridiculous money for no reason, I'd buy one just to. I don't know. And then the graphics card isn't that great for games, apparently. It's just for CAD stuff it's good for. <laughs> I got all excited because I saw it had the magic keyboard with the... Uh, Space Gray, is it? Yeah, yeah, and the numpad. I thought, oh my god, you can order a magic key with a numpad. That thing's been out since June or something. I completely missed it. The Oh, really? The wireless one? Yeah, so the Space Gray is obviously new for the iPad. I I, I don't Pro. think you can buy that without buying the iMac. Yeah, but the the nor the, the silver oh, yeah, color the silver one. you could buy since June, and I I must have missed it. Come oh. on, so I was going to buy one, but they're 150. Jesus, yeah, is it enough to replace your Apple II keyboard? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like having a range. Um, well, that would work with an iPad as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh. Yeah, so 150. The Space Gray looks class. But yeah, the only way you can get a um, a Space Gray mouse or keyboard is to buy an iMac Pro. Or buy the iMac Pro and then swap them for the white one and send it back and be like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I put it through the washing machine and uh, see if you see if you get away with it. Like, yeah. Um, so my thoughts on the iMac Pro, like it's great to see it come out. It shows some focus on the the Mac platform. Mm-hmm. It seems super fast. It's got it's kind of a, a weird configuration because it's got nice graphics cards, but it also has like sort of Xeon CPUs and ECC RAM and stuff. So it's actually, do you know, like you know, gaming PCs might have, you know mightn't necessarily have Xeon processors in or ECC RAM um, or kind of workstation class um, PC desktops might necessarily have a fantastic graphics card. So it's an interesting combination to have both, I guess. Yeah, it, it still very much reminds me of the old workstation workstations that we used yeah. that we used to buy back in the day as opposed to a shiny Mac like. Um, one of my fears is that they'll all, they'll give one of these to all the developer tools team in Apple, and it means <laughs> that uh, <laughs> we'll spend even more time watching our compiler beach ball because it doesn't have <laughs> 20 gazillion gigs of RAM. Yeah, that's true. They should be giving them all really old computers. That's it. Everyone gets a 2011 MacBook Air. <clears throat> yeah. Because then, I suppose, the the faster computers might help them find that they're... Uh, crippling security bugs quicker maybe 
How so, many more automated test suites per second? We are we are not beyond writing our own bugs as the hosts of this podcast. So what do we um, think when we saw that you could essentially get a root access to a Mac with a an empty password? Yeah, they've been having a bad bad old month inside. No fucking up. Honestly, it didn't really affect me at the time because I'm not on. Um, Was it High Sierra? Have you yeah. have either of you guys upgraded at all? No, I I have upgraded my work Mac. See, work are very. I won't use the word Nazi-ish, but the security team are just very careful about a few different things, and they need to you know get all their systems updated. So. They still haven't given us the go-ahead, um, it, 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 and probably f- it was good of them to do that. Yeah, yeah. And they now they can point. talk your face anytime. Yep. And now they have justification. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. Because last year I was just like, um, I did it anyway, and I was just like, I'm a, I'm an iPhone developer. I need to be on the latest beta, which was pure lies, really. But um, yeah, I suppose they were justified now. <laughs> so yeah, um, my my sort of five second, two second high Sierra review. It's grand. Yeah, I kind of, like, I mean, I'm always the last to update mm-hmm. um, out of the three of us, but, like, I don't know, this, the whole, uh, the last few months between iOS and everything has given me, has given me justification, because did either of you get bit by the, the iOS respring bug? No, I didn't, but um, our friend Mike did. I had a family member get, um, yeah, uh, get caught. So it actually happened to me. It was the night we were the last night we were all out. Um, I was trying to. It was it was just after midnight, obviously, and I was trying to uh, get a taxi, and I used uh, the my taxi app. And then I thought I was like, "Oh, my battery must have been dead," and it did the respring, and I thought it was shutting down, and I just kind of went, "Okay," put it back in my pocket, and went about getting a taxi the uh, the manual way, thinking that my battery was dead. Got in a taxi, and then I get a phone call about five minutes later, and he goes, hey, I'm outside. And I was like, what do you mean you're outside? And how is my phone alive again? And he was like, you ordered a taxi. And I was like, oh. And then I was was like, no, there's a bug in iOS. iOS." And he was just, he just hung up like, but, um, you know, I was trying to, you know, don't. uh, So now you have a bad review. I have, I have canceled. Yeah. But to be honest, since the change to my taxi, I don't give it, I don't, I don't care. Um, it's just like a cancelling free for all from their end. So, really, um, yeah, I I just More so than I just Halo. don't get this. I have such great experiences on it, and a taxi driver I was talking to the other day, she was just like, um, it's so much better than Halo for her from her perspective. I don't know. Like I I had zero problems at Halo. I had one guy who said he'd pick us up, and then like forty minutes later, like cancelled after we were waiting. Um, okay. Which was uh, an absolute pain, but this just—I um, don't know—it's—it's it's the drivers doing it. Like it's not mm-hmm, yeah. a taxi or whatever. They—they—they they said yeah, and then someone flagged them on the street, and they were like, "Eh, burden to hand." Yeah, um, yeah, and and off you go, you know. Um, yeah. So like, I like it, and when it works, it works. But um, yeah, it's just annoying. So yeah, then I had to update and. Just couldn't couldn't really do anything until I updated. Everything stopped. It wasn't just respring. Like I mean, audio stopped, download stopped, anything like so. Every every two minutes, the phone had to reboot. If I was on a phone call, it got killed. You know. So thankfully, it was a Sunday or something. So, um, 
So yeah, so um, hi Sierra. I'd probably upgrade over the like it, it, like apart from the. Um, What's new in it though? Like why? None. Why? Not no, yeah. Yeah, like I really couldn't tell you anything that I've noticed. Like anything. Um. Oh no, I like one thing. They've written the Windows server, so you know when you do four finger swipe up in the trackpad and you get, uh, what do they call it, expose, is it? Uh, your kind of tiled windows? Yep. Um, that is now much quicker on a machine with a dedicated graphics card. That's about it. Right. Hmm. Oh, and the month 13. Did you hear about this book? I think I did, where you put in a certain <clears throat> date or something. No, it's just... And- um. So I'm not running... Hi Sierra on this machine, but um, if you open up console app on machine run- running Hi Sierra, you'll see thousands of messages constantly coming in saying month 13 is out of bounds. <laughs> so, but it got to the stage where the log, like it was happening so much that it was actually slowing down people's machines um, just because it was dumping into the console, this thing. So, yeah. A year only has 12 months, apparently. As you guys said, they're not having a good time for software bugs recently. I I wonder about this year yearly macOS update. Like, as you pointed out, Dave, like, what did we really get in the last one? Um, like, it's not, it's nice not to have to pay 130 quid for each update, but, like, I don't know, would they either, I don't know, like, continually do point releases or switch to kind of a year and a half or two years or when they're ready um i don't know yeah i think just to have something to show off at wwdc isn't great like you know i mean there's a lot of things in the os that could be moved into standalone parts kind of like what they did with ios and they moved a lot of the apps to the to the app store so that they weren't built in and they could update them on their own frequency you know so uh, something like that and have we had any the new file system on macOS? How's that? No, I haven't heard too much grumbling about it. No, it seems to be fine. It is cool, like when you duplicate a file and it's immediate. Yeah, just because it's doing its fancy um, stuff. So th- I'm not really copying it now. Don't look. Don't look. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Uh, I didn't notice any other real world differences. But you're right. I don't think people have been. Um, too bad about it. I know your man... Uh, do you guys ever use Super Duper, the disc cloner? Nope. Um, Once, I think. Yeah, so it just... It's a kind of an indie Mac app. Clones your hard disk. Um, he was given out that the documentation for APFS wasn't great because he had to completely rewrite his thing. Um, but he said he got it done and... Yeah, I haven't read any uh, reports of crashes. Yeah. So, um, in the last episode, I had gotten the the Apple Watch, and in this episode, Baz, you now have an Apple Watch too. I do. The battery life is amazing on it. It's ridiculous, isn't it? You can get nearly three days, I'd say, on it, just in casual usage. Yeah, if you're doing the long workouts, it drains the battery a bit, but Mm -hmm. still, like, you're getting two days. I honestly have barely used anything on it since i got it <laughs> i'm useless like i'm the same though like it's just a passive device that sits on my wrist and lets me know when yeah things happen on my phone yeah pretty and much 
that's really it. And I have it like I have my watch, uh, face, uh, time and date, my to do list, the exercise rings, and just a button for uh, recording voice memos and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know? Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if there was a LifeX complication. Like, there is a LifeX app, but it's just. Yeah. It's slower to get into than opening up my phone and just using the widgets there. Um, it's the one thing I would like on it. Um, it's kind of more customization from them, but it's pretty good. I just, I just can't, really can't get over the battery life on it because I had the Series Zero, and that was definitely a daily charge kind of job. But this, like, yeah, it's one. It's, it's I suppose it's one of the only device I have that can just not charge for days, which is great. Like. And you can wear it all night long and everything like that, and it's still charges last and last and last. So I was talking to my sister a few nights ago. Uh, she has a mate who works for Apple, and she got an Apple Watch as a Christmas present from them. What, beyond the sort of the very standard ring stuff, have either of you guys any suggestions of cool stuff she could do with the watch? Dave, were you going on about some reminders app that you you really like? Yeah, so um, things. I think I talked about it the last day, but I've yeah. I've since become even more entrenched in in it for my my daily use. My problem with all these reminder apps and Trello, like I have a wonderfully laid out Trello that never gets used. Mm-hmm. I have a wonderfully, you know, I had my wonder list, I had my clear, I had my any do, I had all these fabulous apps and I'd set them up, my folders and my tags and proceed to never ever use any of them. And the Apple Watch has changed that because it now shows me my bloody to-do list in my face all day, which is amazing. Um, and it's worth it for, for that alone because every time I check the time, Every time I get a notification, every time I look at it and I see, oh, I have to do that. Every time I get into the car, I see, oh, I have to stop and get milk or oh, I have to do whatever. And because it's in my face, it's getting used. I'm remind- I'm remembering to put things into the phone. I tap two buttons on the watch, talk, and it adds it as a reminder. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, nice. it's amazing. So it's an iPhone app and an iPad app and a desktop Mac app, but you got to buy them all. Mm. So they're not universal, but I didn't buy the desktop one because... Uh, just don't need it. And the watch app is part of the iPhone app, obviously. Oh, very cool. The one thing I did start using it for was calling the gate for my apartment. Which is oh, very, very handy, yeah. Very handy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I use it a lot for timers, quiet timers. Now if I'm cooking or whatever, I'll just I'll just uh either tap it or just like uh at the risk of hey uh Siri works a lot better on Sorry, the watch than the phone she does. <laughs> she won't know. But um this is this is my problem now. It never worked on my phone. Hey Siri never worked on my phone. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever. And now that I have the watch, she decides to come to life. Mm. Like and I am I'm, I'm I'm somewhere and I have the phone and I say it and then both of them go off. Both of them go and do it and it's a race to see which one finishes first. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, nice. if I, I have the two Echoes, and they, they kind of coordinate between themselves, and they're like, no, I got this one. Do you know? Um, one of them blinks out, and the other takes it, even if it's not, if, you know, it, it tries to figure out which one is closest. But there's none of that. And, like, you say something to the watch, and then the phone goes off and does it again just because it's near you, and it never did it before. You know? It's, it's, 
it's really annoying. Um, it really annoying. Like you're just at the table, you have the watch, you have the phone somewhere, you're walking around, and you just go, "Oh, remind me to to do X," and then they're both. The phone goes, yeah, and then the the or the, the watch goes, yeah, it gets it right, and the phone gets this garbled, distance recognized piece of garbage that then is also added to your reminders, like. So that's really annoying. Um, obviously, it only happens sometimes, but it's enough to really, you know, it's enough to make me think twice about doing it. Something on my wrist that I can get my notifications for. It's very yeah, handy. It, it, it's made me use my phone a lot less, which is something that I really want. You know, it, it's more technology to enable me to use less technology. Yeah. As I can just check the message and go, okay. And then I'm not like 10 minutes later still on Reddit on my phone or checking work mails or something like that. You know, it's just kind of leave the phone down, get a message, go, okay, I'll reply to that in a while. Or see that it's an email and don't bother checking it. You know, that that's really useful. Yeah, I can ignore a lot more, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. It's like, you, it's, it just lets you know if you can ignore something easily without having to take out your phone and then be sucked into the the web of uh, the web of distraction so do we have any any gift ideas this year I guess it's going out after Christmas so we can probably uh, it depends we, we've, we have time on our hands <laughs> <laughs> true um, we'll, see how quick, uh, we'll see how quick this new uh, new setup is what, 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 what one cool present um, then I'm going in with my brother and my sister which is crazy technology, and I don't know if the person who is getting the present will really understand it, but my parents are going to see the holographic Roy Orbison concert, um, which, like, I don't think my dad's just going to get it at all. <laughs> I just I just wish I could go and see his reaction to seeing <laughs> holographic Roy Orbison up on stage. <laughs> He's just not going to get it. I've I've seen I've heard some of the ads uh, on the radio for this. So what is it essentially? A live band? I guess so. And then with yeah, because I think they did it for Elvis. It wasn't and a hologram. Tupac, was, Tupac was the first one they did it with, or Michael Jackson or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's. Like I I I don't I don't know. I just, I just want to see his reaction. I want to see both the reactions, and they're going to be very polite about it. But I want to know what they really think about it. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad doesn't know that Roy Orbison's dead either. You know, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see what it lo- looks like and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure there's some places in the in the arena where it will look amazing. Hmm. Um. Yeah, be very interested in in seeing it. I think, like a lot of those things, I've only seen them on YouTube videos or something, you know. And they're they're kind of okay, but it's just like okay, you're just standing in front of a TV, like get over yourself. Yeah, so yeah. I, I guess it's like seeing a glorified covers band, really. Um, but I don't know. It, I think that's a pretty interesting gift, nonetheless. Um, my brother picked it out, and I was like, oh, I don't have to think of a present idea. Yeah, here's some money. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Um, I have to get my secret Santa something. So we have a secret Santa in a group of guys from secondary school. When the guys set it up, and obviously I haven't bought anything yet. So I think I'm going to go up to the gathering on Saturday and find a board game. 
So I might be talking to you, Thomas, for recommendations. Yeah. Um, but oh, I don't know if I can see Power Grid there. I'll definitely try and get that for him and then use that as an excuse to be like, okay, I got you this and let's have a game night then some night. Ludo is pretty good too. How do you spell that? L-U-D-O? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's trolling you. Oh, Ludo. That's that fucking <laughs> Dots game, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, God. That's going to be my life fairly soon. Do you know, i got to get up on the, the board game. Jeez, I hadn't heard about that in a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also Snakes and Ladders, yeah. Yeah, to go along with your... um. What's what's the your what was actually yeah that was a funny one so uh, Thomas you don't get this because you're on a uh, you know a, an inferior music service but at the end of the year Spotify do a really good review of your year they've done it for the last three or four years and it yeah. tells you how long you've listened to um, favorite albums favorite genres favorite singles anything like that it's really fun I I look forward to it every year to kind of be like oh like I was really I, like this maybe this album was really high on my listen to but i probably only listened to it at a certain point in the year and then stopped listening to it but i must have listened to it so much back then that it's in my top five so one of my top 10 singles this year was um one of the new jamiroquai songs and i think i listened to it obsessively for like a week or two these two songs and then never listened to it again and i was like oh yeah that song but dave <laughs> what was your top album yeah. of the year so what was what was the feature called? Wrapped? Is it Spotify Wrapped? Yeah, I think they change the name every year because, or do they? And they always have funny analytics about it and stuff like that. Like, you know, a person listened to this song five hundred times in one day. Like it's usually like a sad song or something. What did this person do to you? Um, yeah, and it's it's it, that's kind of. Um, Netflix tweeting about that sort of stuff has actually, been actually uh, the, the Netflix controversial. Really? Yeah, because people are kind of like, oh, you're using my analytics for oh. XYZ, you know. So it turns out that I read today that someone had watched the uh, the Bee movie, which is a animated movie with Jerry Seinfeld as a bee, had watched it over 250 times in a year, and they're like, why are you watching it? Turned out it was um, some mother. It really helps um, her kid. So I, th- I think it was kind of a bit tough, you know, with the kid being so young and stuff like that, but the kid loves the Bee movie. So she's able to put it on and he just watches it. And I was like, that was kind of interesting to get the backstory behind that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really mind them using my analytics for that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, look, most places would have some kind of a anonymized thing anyway. Yeah. That would, you know, um, data is grand. So yeah, my number one listen to song was... Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> by by Mother Goose Club. <laughs> oh, brilliant! That's yeah, amazing. and hold on a sec. Does this kind of like pollute your um, recommendations? Like, no, it doesn't. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm like my Discover Weekly is still fantastic. Um, That's like I mean, you make the mistake of watching one kids thing on Netflix, yep. and then your whole your whole world is you know upside down. Yeah, but this seems to take the much longer view, and I'm sure they have it tagged as like kids stuff for like you know if I go listen to a load of Christmas stuff now, it's not going to recommend me Christmas stuff in January. That's true. Mm. That's very true. Yeah, like I, they're they're fairly smart about it. Like I noticed that uh, like some of the stuff in the Discover Weekly is um 
drifting, but uh, because you know Denise uses it in the kitchen as well. But it's it's just more to to broaden out to some of her her music, um, which isn't too bad. Mm. But uh, it's just basically it's like it's kind of taking a step closer to to Ed Sheeran, really. Um, <laughs> but not too bad. So there's a lot of other analytics in it, and I want to. I want to just open it for a second. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting this year because um, the amount of artists I have listened to is huge this year. And I think that's just because of Discover Weekly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, go through your figures there for the laugh. Oh, my God. So I went on to Google to get this thing. That opened up Spotify. Spotify sent me back to my browser. My browser is now going off to Facebook to log in. And now I am getting it. Okay. Yeah. So, in 2017, I listened for 14,733 minutes, mm-hmm. um, which is only 246 hours, not even an hour a day, um, to 2,071 different songs and 866 different artists. And along the way, I explored 34 genres, of at least of which one is nursery rhymes. Uh-huh. So I have 17,566, 2586 different songs, 956, 57 different artists, and 50 genres. And I'm like, genres mean nothing really to me. But I th- No, they're hyper-localized. Yeah, I think I think the Discover Weekly has really expanded these numbers. I'd like to see them for 2016, but um, that definitely has opened up, I guess, a lot more new artists that I've been listening to. That's great. Um, yeah, so my top genre was Roots Rock, apparently. Roots Rock, Rock, Singer, Songwriter, Classic Rock, and Album Rock, apparently. <laughs> I have modern rock, alternative rock, indie rock, indie pop, and rock. But I like that. Yeah. But like two of my, the, the my second and third most, most listened to albums were um, hip hop. <laughs> no, and mine would have been firmly in the the folk category. I think. Yeah, but my genres. But still again, match that's up. just kind of rock. Like yeah, yeah. Top five artists anyway, like Mother Goose Club and stuff. But then um, back to the back to the normal enough stuff. So, my top songs, <laughs> Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes, Five Little Monkeys, If You're Happy and You Know It, um, Clap Your Hands. Wow. <laughs> and then there's only only two of the top five songs are actually ones that I listen to. Um, yeah. So, a lot of White Buffalo. So, I was this is obviously when I was finishing off uh, Sons of Anarchy <laughs> and listening to, the, listening to the soundtrack. So, what's also nice about this as well is that it gives you two playlists. So it gives you your top songs, but it also tells you how many songs you skipped within the year. And it creates a playlist of all the songs you skipped in case you might want to go back and listen to them or give them a second go, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, what did that music do? Thomas? Nothing. Or no fun? Uh, they might have done something. I don't know. I'm not on it. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just I- a fun thing anyway. Yeah, Spotify's machine learning seems really impressive, though. Like, the Discover it Weekly, is, yeah. everybody... I've not heard a single person go, Ah, oh, I didn't like it this week. Yeah, it's really... It does not work for my dad. Ooh. Um, uh, basically, because... So, dad is a traditional Irish musician. 
and listens to a lot of traditional Irish music, which Spotify seems to mean, oh, tribal African stuff. Yeah. Ah. Cool. And it's all just in this nebulous world music genre. And, like, do you know, that's not it at all. So he's just totally abandoned it altogether. Um, what is their catalogue of trad like? Decent he, enough. If, like, yeah. if he knows what he's looking for. Oh, yeah, no, he's he's a full paid-up subscriber, like. Right, so so um, he does. But just to discover, we, like, and he listens to things that aren't trad as well, obviously, like. But that that tends to pollute the entire discover weekly with all sorts of just weird world music that he's no interest in and i guess yeah because the data set is probably just too small right they can't like it has to be yeah or it's just not i i i don't know what way it's picking it up but like and then even if you did or analyze them with like a spectrum analyzer and do that kind of machine learning they probably sound similar enough Mm. you know but it's just not you know it's not what he wants to listen to um yeah, other than that, like, what's weird as well is when, when I myself discover a new artist and I'm like, oh, found this new artist. And then I realize that, like, Discover Weekly has been playing them to me every week for the last <laughs> like, several months. And then I know all the songs, but just don't know who the hell they are. So that's happened to me at least three or four times uh, this year. Um, when I, like, get a new album or it'll be recommended and I'll listen to it and I'll be like, wait, and then I'll go back. Um because I've is this if this then that um, set up to archive my Discover weeklies, cool. so that they they all get put into a a big playlist at the end of the at the end of the week, so that I don't lose any of them. Now it's just turned into a ridiculous playlist that will go nonstop for several <laughs> weeks, but it's still there, and I can search through it, and you know I can just be like, you know, if I'm like, where the hell do I know that song from? At least I've uh, I can, I've plausible deniability that it wasn't on. Uh, Discover Weekly or, or that it was you know alright will we do what's making us happy so what's making us happy for the last two months <laughs> this was really fun by the way that's good I really enjoyed this one <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoyed him but I guess I haven't done it in so long it was really fun kind of doing it again so this yeah. is also making me happy are we yeah, going to have a re- resolution 2018 to podcast more yes I think so. I think like I think we need to streamline it. The editing is not fun, I imagine. And that's why we're we're trying a new setup for this one to see if we can literally just kind of record, do some light editing and hit publish and see what happens. Um um okay, I got a thing. Um just cuz um you were asking Dave before early in the episode about gift recommendations. Yep. Um I really like the wire cutter. I've been kind of following them since they launched as a startup. Um, since they got bought by the New York Times, um, they've kind of increased their output quite a lot. So they're a comparison site. They test objects or items in a particular category and test them and decide which one is the best. Um, Top 10 sex toys. Which is there a thing on it because I did look at that website and it's like, oh, <laughs> they do, they literally review everything. Um, and they get kind of like subject matter experts when they're testing a particular category. Uh, so like they, they had one, what's the best pen? Um, so they got like, you know, editors of pen websites and stuff um, to test out loads of different pens. So I got a rake of presents um, 
due to wire cutter recommendations this year. So, uh, yeah, I'd like obviously stuff you know about or care about. You'll have your own thoughts, but for especially for something you don't know anything about, it, it gives pretty solid recommendations. And just even now, I came across it through the the New York Times, um, and the the actual list, and just the way the list was laid out, and the alternate recommendations and everything. Like I came out of every single list with about. 10 potential things to get someone like mm-hmm. you know and e- even things that i thought were dead like a digital photo frame no they had a really good digital photo <laughs> digital yeah. photo frame recommendation um that was smart and turned off if there was no one in the room and you know synced with dropbox and you know th- like i thought they were dead i didn't know people still used them um but now i'm there i'm like that's actually you know there's a significant portion of people i know that that wouldn't be a bad present for yeah, worth a th- worth a shot. Best one you got, or the, the weirdest recommendation, or something that you didn't think you'd have gotten, or so my yeah, my big Amazon Christmas order hasn't arrived, so only the umbrella has arrived. Um, and yeah, see, it seemed pretty good. Um, you know, well engineered. Um, like I got random stuff, like kind of the best scissors, because I thought, wouldn't it be cool just to own a Have really the best nice. Scissors pair yeah. of scissors and it's Japanese made and it wasn't that expensive um, got the best pen best notebook I got that for everybody um, so yeah few few bits and pieces so looking forward to seeing how good they are excellent cool um, I suppose I can go I have some stuff over the last I suppose few months that have made me happy I'll probably go into it next year at some point but I'll be moving to Cork soon that's one of the things that's keeping me happy anyway for a while. So moving down to Cork in January. Keep my same job by just transferring. Um there's been a lot in the two months. I'll probably go into it in the new year. But um I'll give you a game recommendation this week. Uh because this is one that snuck in just at the end of the year there. I believe it took the guys seven years to make it. It's on the iPhone. It's called Gorogoa. <laughs> G-O-R-O-G-O-A. Um, very kind of simple game. Starts off lovely illustrated kind of... It looks illustrated. It's kind of 3D models and stuff like this. But it's a small frame. And in this frame you can kind of zoom out. And all these layers are kind of, you know, moving in and out of each other. And then what happens is this one frame splits off into four frames. And it's this interactive puzzle. It's this interactive... Yeah, I guess puzzle that as you start moving frames around they can either interact with each other or there's animations going on in them and they're all telling a story so while one frame can turn into four different frames and then eventually go back to one frame so you're navigating through four different frames like and you have to layer them on top of each other to get characters to kind of maybe say move between two stairs you'd bring in a frame that is two open doors connected by stairs and then place it on top and um very 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 cool very hard to describe there is a video on the app store it's i think it's 549 um it took me maybe a day or two to beat it second time i played it uh, it took me an hour or something like that it's but it really is mind-bending at times um it's a really unique way of looking at games and interaction Uh, very impressed can understand totally why it took him seven years to make it um but definitely that'd be one of my top picks over Christmas, it's a perfect Christmas day, sitting down doing nothing game, um, not too engaging and pretty fun. 
So pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Really, really pick it up. It's so good. <laughs> so I suppose um, I just want to talk about the Apple ecosystem in general for the start. And then I have a game recommendation. Just iPad Pro, AirPods, everything like the Apple Watch. I've like no worries about the future of Apple or that they're actually doing things right. Do you know what I mean? We were kind of mopey about it before, but actually having used all these and playing with them and, do you know, it's just uh, it's just so nice. So nice. I'd recommend any of them to, to anybody. Um, there's a queue of people at work trying the trying out the iPad Pro. <laughs> iPad Pro um, for everything, you know. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, and it's made work so much easier. Um, AirPods, not the best fit, not the best sound, but so convenient. Um, and I think they're back to several weeks of a lead time in the Apple Store at the moment. Um, so they're they're popular and they're not keeping up with, with supply. And recommendation is one that Baz recommended earlier in the year, um, Inside by Playdead. Oh, yes. So that finally made it onto the iOS platform, and it's on the Apple TV, which is where I've been playing it, and it's on the iPhone and the, the iPad as well. The really interesting thing about that in um, iOS 11.2 was that was one that was probably the first pre-order game that you could get, which is cool. Um, so now you can pre-order games on the App Store, and I think originally it was like well, it doesn't really make sense at a spot when it came out. But what you probably could end up doing as a developer would be pre-order my game for Fiverr. Game comes out, and then you could be like, um, okay, launch day price then is seven quid or something like that. I want to see look more into it, but I think that would be kind of yeah. a nice feature that your fans can be getting a discounted price. You're getting the money in kind of earlier. You kind of maybe know how the game is doing and then when it launches. But I believe in this case, the game was free anyway with in-app purchases to unlock the rest of it. Yeah, free and about, about seven quid for the rest of it. How much? Seven quid. Oh, wow. That's cheap. <laughs> that game is incredible. Yeah, no, I know it was 20 or something in on... Uh, yeah, when it launched. And I've already bought it twice, so I don't know if I'll buy it a third time. And if you haven't bought that, I'd recommend starting with Limbo, their previous game, and that's that's a lot cheaper at the moment, and it's similar, very um, pretty, pretty similar, yeah, similar mechanics, yes, um, and worth playing as well. So Limbo and Inside, uh, Inside, Inside. I'm not going to say anything about it because I still don't know what the hell's going on, and uh, yeah, yes, I'm looking to looking forward to talking to you about that when you finish it. Um, yeah, getting to a few bits now, and I'm like, what the? Like, it's just so unsettling without being necessarily. And how are you playing it on the TV? Just with the serial remote. Interesting. Just swipe right, swipe up. All of the set pieces are fairly simple. There's one puzzle, not puzzle, um, but the motion requires two hands on the Siri remote which uh, on on the multi-touch so it's like almost multi-touch surface on the trackpad part Mm -hmm. where I have to pull and swipe up yeah Um, because I was thinking there's there's some bits later on that are like grab and throw kind of stuff yeah Um, I I didn't know how really that would work on the the the, the, the little yeah remote yeah so far so good anyway but look I can always just switch to the 
to the phone or the iPad if there's a particular yeah. segment that isn't that isn't going my way. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So Thomas, uh, this time last year, you took uh, several programming game recommendations and brought them to your family over Christmas. Yes. Um, you've learned your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't be doing it this year. <laughs> Give them the game I recommended, Thomas. They'll, they'll like that. Yeah, you seem really excited about it, so that's um, cool. Yeah, it's tricky in bits, um, but maybe you can all kind of get a copy and work it out, you know? <laughs> uh, but Thomas, you did pick another game for over the Christmas? Yes, a board game. Uh, Agricola. We played it once and we didn't really understand it. Have Ludo on standby. Yeah, Ludo. And actually, if you, I don't think we talked about this, if you're looking for something kind of a bit more challenging, um, a huge game, very long game, is called The Witness. Um, and that's out on iOS now. Um, really good on the iPad, really good controls, really fun puzzles, but definitely a, a more challenging game. It is, and it's kind of, I, I, I bought it and I've been playing through it, and it's one that I just kind of, I leave and go away from you know and then i'm just kind of like i'll come back and pick it up in short bursts yes you know yeah. um it's 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 a one you'd probably want to continually play to remember the rules because the puzzles do get kind of interesting yeah. and yeah there's there's rules yeah, for everything yeah it's a puzzle game set in a 3d walkabout environment yep uh but um, you definitely yeah. need the environment in it the environment oh, is yeah, part no, of the, it the yeah. environment is the, is the clue yeah. um basically yeah extremely well crafted game um definitely yeah thomas you watched indie game the movie at one point right uh yes yeah. i did yeah and dave's seen it but um jonathan braid who made the game was in that um so this is a new one yeah and just on that same theme fez is now out for ios as well oh that was also featured in the uh indie game movie. oh okay another good christmas movie recommendation there for you <laughs> sweet Yep. Happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah, happy Christmas, guys.